grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and John here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage. I <laughs> guess what? The baby just woke up. Oh, that oh is. Oh my gosh. That is evil. <sighs> See, this is why, guys. This is why. This is why we can't podcast because the baby literally wakes up every time. This dude wakes up five times a night. John is not sleeping. Oh, this is so disappointing. Let's see if we can get the little guy together here. In the meantime, I'm probably going to take this out. But I will. No, I'm not going to take it out. We're just going to keep going. Okay, so this episode, we are episode 121. We are continuing the narrative of starting over the podcast and referring back to our other episodes in the beginning. So last time, if you guys didn't listen to episode 120, I will link it, but spoiler alert, I'm going to give you a lot of, uh, of it here up front. So basically, we took our old pillars for the podcast and we... We really wanted to kind of refocus and figure out, hey, what's the best marriage advice we could give? What are the pillars that we really could build our content around that we believe is the reason that we've grown and our marriages continue to get better? So, or continue to improve, rather. Hey, Lukey. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Okay. John is back with the baby. She's going to try to feed him. And, uh, oh, and hold my mic. Why don't you say hello, John? Well, good morning. Wow. This uh, is awesome. really unfortunate. We, we literally sat here for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, Just like preparing, getting everything drinking set coffee. Up, dr- yeah, drinking some coffee, did our devos, and then uh, all of a sudden, the audacity. Right, right when I say the intro, the baby. The audacity of us to think that we could take our yeah. time. So he usually doesn't wake up this early. Yes. So if you're somebody who listened to the podcast when we had three kids, <laughs> five has thrown us way off. Uh, five has presented to be um, very difficult to remain podcasters. And as made apparent by our last, we, the spacing of our last episodes. Yeah. I think this is probably like episode six of the year or five or something. <laughs> Four. That, that feels generous. Four. Yeah, probably. Okay. So anyway, back to where we were. I know the people here are busy. So we gave you the three pillars that we want to center our content around. And, you know, we really believe it's the best marital advice. And those are? Number one, full surrender to Jesus. Number two, stewarding God's good gifts. And three, living with an eternal mindset. What do those mean? Do you want to just like recap real fast? for yeah, super, like, What the heck does that even mean? Super fast recap truly um our our growth came from surrender to jesus and spending time in the bible and learning what god says and what's so funny is people would be like man if i only knew what god like 
if I only knew what God wanted me to do, or only knew God's will for my life, or only knew, you know, if, if my creator could, could literally tell me what to do with my life, like bingo, that's what the Bible's <laughs> for. So full surrender to Jesus, stewarding God's good gifts really is just stewarding uh, the gifts he gives us in family and friends and and even even material things he gives us, even right? Even each other. Each other, right? <laughs> Imagine that. So, yeah, I mean, as a husband, I'm supposed to steward the gift of who Jonna is to me and to our household. And she's supposed to steward the gift of who I am to her and our kids. And we're supposed to steward the good gifts of who our kids are and so on. Yep. And then living with an eternal mindset is just that, just realizing life really is short. This life here on earth is short. And as our pastor likes to say, for the believer, this is as bad as it gets. Um, so that's good news for us because even the best we have here is the worst we have in eternity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Luke, can you hear not listen? True. Come on, bro. Don't be doing this. Okay. So, in an effort to continue on, we believe that we missed the mark on probably our first eh, 70. 30. Oh, 70? <laughs> probably 70 episodes or so. We have two extra kids now. We have um, another two years of marriage under our belts. We've been through a lot since we started the podcast. Uh, you guys can go back well, to certain episodes where we were like completely broke and like, just crazy things. I know. It is funny because it doesn't feel like we've been podcasting that long, but in the course of our podcast, who celebrates its three-year anniversary this month, actually, um, in the course of just that three years, we have gone through a lot of things. Like Life has changed Lots. drastically. Um, I'll also add that part of the reason we're able to change our mindset here um, I'm trying so hard not to be distracted. Um, Part of the reason we're able to change our mindset a little bit is because we changed churches and we're under biblical um, leadership. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I look back to some of our episodes and some of the books we were reading and some of my posts on social media, some of the, like even uh, like the podcast posts on social media. And I just realized um, it's so easy. And the Bible says this for human philosophy, AKA in this case, personal growth to just kind of sneak in and take you, even if you are a Christian, like we'd both been Christians for however many years at that time. But clearly our discernment was off because we weren't being shepherded the right way because some of those people we fell into listening to and believing were very, very uh, worldly, very, very new agey, new agey. And we were tiptoeing. We were flirting with some of that stuff unknowingly because what people do, like we, we take something that's good in that God has given us like (laughs) the ability to be self-aware and to improve and stuff. And then you end up taking it and turning it into something that is not good. Like idolatry, self, right. Self-worship. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because in episode two of our, I think it was two episode two of our podcast, we, we covered the one quality you can't grow without. 
And in the episode, we linked and talked about different books we'd read and things like that. Like one, which is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And now I look back at that book, I'm like, man, there were some good things in the book, but there's some very new agey kind of scary things in there as well. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. We we were flirting with some stuff. So oh, shoot, that's the book that I kept saying is the reason I grew. I and like, I, I feel like I, I need to. <laughs> yeah. I need to repent of that because I realized, you know, yes, it helped me to be more self-aware, but the funny thing, oh, bro, yeah, he's also not a newborn that will just lay here and sleep quietly anymore. Nope. You notice he's finding his voice. Um, But what was I saying about that book? You were just- Oh, I would just attribute, oh, because it was the first time I had really been super self-aware. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you do need to be self-aware of your- bad habits, your flaws, sure. your brokenness, but thinking that that can be solved by also self is yeah. kind of ludicrous, honestly. Yeah, definitely. So, so let me start by saying this. Do we believe we missed a mark on that episode in a lot of ways? Yes. Was everything we said in the episode totally wrong? No. I went back and listened to the episode before this just to kind of see where we went and all those things. And I'm going to link it in the show notes for you guys so you can go back and check it out because I realized we have so many episodes up now that I think most of the platforms uh, only have like probably episode 20 through where we at, where where we are at. So, gosh, Luke, and you're so loud. Anyway, so I will link it for you guys in case you can't find it. But the one quality you can't grow without, basically... Dude, why why is this dude doing what he's doing? He sounds like a hissing cat. He's never done this before. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Okay. Hope- At least they know we're not lying when we say it's like we're not just making excuses oh, that it's hard to podcast. It's stupid. We're we're gonna keep going. Wait, can I tell a funny story? I'm gonna sure. say this too. I'm gonna say, here's the reason why we can't get a babysitter anymore either. Can I just tell you guys? Last night we had my parents watch our kids because I made an early appointment and Chris wasn't off work. And in the first hour they were there, my mother got a bloody nose because Ledger, our almost two year old now, like slammed his head into her, like just playing around, not being like bad or anything, just being crazy. Um, the other baby, cause my nephew, my nephews were there, knocked over a lamp. Lena basically ran away uh, what else happened? Something else crazy, and that's oh, Luke and went and stopped crying because he's going through separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. All that to say, yeah, we also can no longer get a babysitter. Yeah, not many, not many people are super overjoyed about watching five kids. Oh yeah, absolutely, I'll take them. Even though we ha- we have a lot of friends who are like, oh, we'll, we'll take them off your hands and stuff, but we know better to hand them five kids. So sometimes we can split the kids up girls and boys and whatnot <laughs> like here can you take two yeah. you take two yeah so i'm gonna attempt to keep going even though he's i mean guys it's like it's six in the morning right now i mean we woke up at five trying to get prepared for this and this dude usually doesn't wake up till eight <laughs> because he doesn't sleep all night yeah so anyway this has just been highly distracting thus far but we're gonna keep going all right so if if you hate baby noises it is what it is Okay, so although this is a little depressing that we have to deal with the baby noises, it is what it is. Okay, so again, I'm going to link that episode for you guys. The premise behind it was the one quality you can't grow without. Okay, so some of the things we talked about in the episode were, you know, look, 
needing to know where you need to be to grow. I remember you gave a really good, a really good kind of word picture of, hey, if you're at a mall, do you remember mm-hmm. what you said? The directory. Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly what I said. Oh, and you're, so you're at a mall, you're trying to, this is like really old school though, for anybody who's newer, be like, those are like video, yeah. you know what I mean? They still have directories though. So I'm um, pretty sure it was if you're at a mall and you want to find your, a store that you want to go to, you have to look at that map and it has the little sticker like you are here. Yeah. It would be much harder to find the store you're going to if you don't know where you're at in relation to the store. Yeah. So is saying that wrong? No, definitely not. You definitely need to know where you are at to be able to create a better path to know where you're going and how to get there and things. Absolutely. Um, we, we talked about, look, if you continue to do what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Also very true. Right. Um, John covered body image and fitness habits and things like that. Look, if I keep doing what I'm going to, what I'm doing, I'm going to keep getting the same results. Um, all still good it's good to yeah i have to be self-aware enough to know like where i'm at and what my weaknesses are and things like that all very good i covered boundaries with work and how when i ran my fitness business i was losing being present with my family because i would constantly have my phone hooked to me uh and i had to realize wait a second put the phone up make intentional time for the family otherwise it's going to keep happening so all these areas were very very good okay um we we made sure to talk about if you're looking to change, you have to attach a powerful why to the reason you're doing something because ultimately you take 100% responsibility for your life uh, because being growth-minded is having control over how we respond uh, and we have a lot to do with our level of growth. True. All true, yeah. All very Not true. bad in and of itself. Not bad stuff, okay? But I think... A conversation we have had and just the fruits in our life has told us that and I know you're reading that book and you said something yesterday that I really liked based around self-help is limiting yeah well it's kind of radical to even think that in the self-help so yes I'm reading mama bear apologetics right now trying to figure out how to teach my children truth in a world that is absolutely trying to teach them the opposite of truth and self-helpism is a big topic in here because it's grown so much and I, I think we could all agree right now in the time we're living in is a very self oriented time yeah like everybody I would say most many people are especially at the front of all these movements are idolizing their self and their identity and their needs and their triggers and all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. anyways, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to get off topic here. What did you just say? Self-help well, just, yeah. Self-helpism and is, how it's self-limiting. Yeah. I mean, it's radical because you're looking for self-helpism is saying that you are broken. Like it recognizes that you have something that, you're not reaching your full potential, but it also claims to say you also, as that broken individual, have the answer within you. Yeah. And I just, it's like kind of a light bulb moment of like, how can us, me, how can I, if I'm broken and have all these issues, how can I also fix all my issues mm-hmm. within? That doesn't, like, actually doesn't even make sense. Right. Um, so, so basically, what, where we're getting at here is, 
ultimately the episode culminates to look become the best version of you right and that's a good thing okay yes i want to become the best version of chris and jonna wants to become the best version of jonna and i'm sure you listening want to become the best version of you and there are many steps to take and many very practical things that we can do however where we really miss the mark on this and didn't go beneath the surface was what's the standard of the best version of you? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's literally chewing on an XLR cord right now. That's not plugged in. So I figured that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so, so what's the standard for the best version of you? Because truthfully, is it you? (laughs) Right. Most of the time we have someone we're looking up to, right? It's, Oh, that mom with, X amount of kids, or she seems like she has it all together. I mean, people constantly tell you, uh, <laughs> like, wow, look at you. Like, I could never. Your, your house looks good, and and your kids are all dressed for church, and how, how do you get everyone together? And, st- and we're just like, get out of here. I feel, I, I've said it before, but I always feel like it's such a facade. I'm like, I'm not trying to. Like, yeah, there's days where I can get makeup on and get my hair done, but, like, if you saw me, and if you saw the kids 90% of the time, it's not like that. Or the house, um, really nice people came and picked up a washer and dryer the other day. And ahead of time, I'm always like, just so you know, I have five kids. Like, it's my own probably like, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I feel embarrassed if like mm-hmm. the house isn't just pristine, which is dumb. So I'm always like, make sure they know. Like, I got five kids if you see a mess. But like, the first floor looks pretty good you know what i mean it looked pretty nice and so then she's like oh gosh like if i had stop <laughs> you've just been trying to not say like and you're saying I like know. A lot like totally because we never freaking podcast anymore. i know see and and you know what lola says like all the time and my friends say like all the time and then i'm not podcasting so i'm not focusing Lola's on it. a valley girl now she's totally a valley girl anyways like, dad like dad you you like don't like understand right (laughs) anyways i felt bad because she was just she was if i she said she had one kid i can't even do it i'm trying so hard (laughs) she she was just baby shush like if i had five kids there's no way my house would look like this and then i kind of looked around i was like oh okay my first floor is kind of clean right now but the upstairs the closets the bedrooms you know Right, we don't let people into those into those. Hey, areas sometimes of our house. the word stop looking at me like that. Sometimes the word like fits into the sentence. I I not was a filler word. Say it. it some sometimes does. Okay. Why is this kid so loud? And why are we in the most echoey room of the house at the moment? And we're underneath the kid. What the, are the odds? Room. I know. What are the odds here? If you're still listening, God bless you. You clearly have kids, and you're enjoying you're the enjoying. pain that we're going through. We are. We are. What do they call it? A masochist. Sadomasochist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we love pain, so we just continue to have these children. Uh, okay. Yes. Now, basically, what we're getting at here is the standard. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So people would look at you and be okay, cool. I want to be like Jonna or no, you don't. or people would look at some of some of the good things in my life. Oh, I want to be like Chris or or I might look at somebody. Oh, I want to be them. Well, at the end of the day, we're human, right? And so the standard of truth, which is the Bible and God's word says like we're all fallen. None is good. No, None, no, not one. <laughs> no, not one. Right. None is good but God. And the best version of us, if it's not. Jesus, if the standard is not Jesus and the standard is not absolute truth, 
it becomes really scary because we try to become somebody else or a better version of ourselves based on the standard of another fallen human. Mm-hmm. Did you not have anything to say? I that? did. You were, I, you were no, about to respond. I was, and then it just, you called me out. You always call, sometimes I think stuff would fly under the radar, but you always got to call it out. I know, I know. Well, what is that? This is a very, whatever, we're just going to launch this podcast and see what happens, even though loud children at our feed. And I mean, see, you're calling it out again. They know. You don't have to tell them that there's a loud child at your feet. I just know that Ledger's going to wake up soon and it's going to all be claiming chaos. that you're manifesting it. Manifesting. <laughs> right. Speaking of, speaking of that. I, I really did have something good to say and I just, it just flew out of my mind. Well, you interrupt me if. If it comes back, because it'll probably be better what I'm about to say. But so basically, who's the standard for the best version of you and us? And because look, we all know social media is smoke and mirrors, right? We know people only show us what they want us to see, which we've said a hundred million times on this podcast. Um, and it was actually interesting. I was I was scrolling through YouTube shorts the other day. I was just kind of bored and mindless. And this guy who has tons of followers basically got on and said, I want to be honest with you guys. My stats are crazy. He he was saying that he had more video views than Joe Rogan. And he has this huge social media channel. And he was basically explaining, social media is smoke and mirrors, guys. When I go out in public, people don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have so many people that watch my channel and stuff like that, but people barely ever recognize me. I don't walk around with a with a whole posse of security and things like that. And he was he was showing some TikTok girl who had, I guess, uh, a little over a million followers, and she did a meet and greet, and no one showed up. Oh, that's sad. which is a little sad, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you it have a million shows. followers, you'd think people would show up, right? Yeah. But yeah, the fact of the matter is, social media is a really big world. Yeah. But he was just making the point people make themselves look bigger than they are and all, all these different things. And at the end of the day, like us, our presentation, everything is just, it's just smoke and mirrors. Well, and at the end of the day, we will all, even the most, the person who you think has it together the most will always fall short. It's actually interesting. Even if you think about, Oh, he just nailed his head on the chair. Give me that baby. <laughs> Go ahead, babe. What was that amazing thought you were about to say? It keeps getting cut off. I was just going to say, even Adam and Eve, who lived in paradise, who had full communion with God and everything they could ever want and need, still, still tried to search for something else. You know what I mean? So I think it's just a testament to no matter on this side of heaven, no matter how good we have it, no matter how much we focus on self and and fill our cups and get the perfect body and the perfect marriage and the perfect kids and the perfect house and the successful job and worldly TikTok followers or whatever, this side of heaven, we are not meant to be whole. And I think that's a big place where personal growth um, and self-awareness and all the stuff we talked about missed the mark. Yeah, absolutely. So in... In missing the mark, again, what, what we had talked about was self-awareness, right? So so how do we take that same good, beautiful concept of knowing 
hey, I need to be self-aware as to where I'm at, where I need to go, what my weaknesses are, and all these things, but not related to the standard of humans, but related to the standard of God. So Psalm 139.23 is a book in the Bible where most of the Psalms are written by King David, and he is, the Bible describes him as a man after God's own heart, right? So King David has it all. He's good-looking. He is, yeah, good. <laughs> so he is good-looking. He is one of the richest men in the whole entire world. He has, um, he is supreme over everybody, right? But he desires to be humble and for God to give him self-awareness for who he is, what his weaknesses are, and what God wants from him. So Psalm 139, 23 says, examine me, O God, and probe my thoughts. Test me and know my concerns. See if there's any idolatrous way in me and lead me in the everlasting. And actually, it's kind of interesting because right there, that verse alone, examine me, O God, and probe my thoughts, right? So I'm surrendering to Jesus to be like, hey, God, I I can't do this on my own. I've tried. I've read the books. I've, I've, I've done the thing, but it all ends up being the standard of this person that wrote the book, and they're giving me their best, right? I'm not seeing them at their worst, whereas Jesus is the sinless son of God, and you're my standard. So, so there's pillar one, right? Um, test me and know my concerns. Um, my concerns, stewarding the good gifts that God gives me, right? My concerns of, 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 am I, am I being a good enough parent? Am I, am I stewarding the good gifts you give me in relationships and all these things? Uh, and then seeing if I'm, living in idolatrous ways. What am I putting over you? Is work over you? Is entertainment over you? Like, do I have addictions and things that are keeping me from spending time with you and ultimately lead me in the everlasting? And that is eternal life. Well, who knew our whole pillars could be summed up in just that. Psalm 139, 23. Verse. Yeah. So this is supreme humility, right? Um, incredible for someone like King David to just be like, God, examine me, probe my thoughts, like take my thought life, test me in all the things that I, I, I'm terrible at, you know, take my anxieties, right? This is also talking about anxieties. Obviously, we have a lot of anxiety this day, in this day and age. So, so David is just like, Lord, like, show me my anxieties, show me my issues, show me what I'm doing wrong. He's not like, let me def- let me figure out where I'm at, where I need to be. Because I, I say it all the time, commitment is doing the thing you said you would do after the feeling has left you. Everyone's committed. Everyone's excited to say, I'm going to the gym tomorrow and wake up at 4.45 and they pop out of bed. What about the month after that when it wears off, right? What about when you, you have the roller coaster of ups and downs and you have a little joint pain or you have this, that, and the other going on? Doing the thing you said you would do long after the feeling has left you, you need you need God to step in and say like, this is what I have for you. This is the will I have for your life. I'm calling you to righteousness. I'm calling you to take these things and push against these sins in your life. uh, And just continually asking God to search us. That's good. That made me think this is not nearly as um, good as what you just said, but I just made me think of, I've been working out at Orange Theory and 
like how you said in the beginning, I'm super excited. And then now sometimes the alarm goes off. I'm like, Oh gosh, it's so early. The baby's not sleeping. But, um, all that to say I was on the treadmill and I was pushing myself and you know, I've had five kids, my body's still healing. It's hard. Like the treadmill is very hard for me. And there's, there's days where I'm just like, I don't feel like I can do this. And the trainer, he's super great. And he was like saying all these encouraging things like you deserve this, push yourself. Like you can, you can do it. Just all this like motivational garb, which was fine. But in my mind, I, that did not, that did not motivate me. I did. And this sounds, maybe sounds silly, but when I'm running, I start praying. I'm like, God, I literally feel like I'm going to die. I want to be a good steward of the body you've given me. And I want to be healthy for my family. Like help me to get through this run, help me to be healthy. And it really changes. And and maybe that sounds like overly spiritual or silly to somebody like, Oh, you pray about running. But like I do because I have realized my inability to do anything apart from mm. the work of God. Better preach. It's true. No, that's great. You're, you're absolutely right. Like, who better to search us and who better to correct us than the God who created us right. and knows everything about us? Right. Like your example of like, would you take a Ford? What did you, what did you say at one time? Like, would you take a Ford to what? Henry? Like, would you rather Henry Ford help you out? Or would you rather, what did you say that one time? It was pretty good. Well, people, people always talk about how, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't give marital advice based around the Bible and things like that. And I'm like, wait a second, God created marriage. Like, would you, would you go and, would you go and hate on Henry Ford for trying to show you uh, how to build a Ford? (laughs) And, or, you know, one of the things he was most famous for was the assembly line. Like, dude basically made it incredibly efficient. Would you... Would you be like, oh no, Henry? I don't, I don't, I don't need to listen no, to you I'm go on to the this TikTok follower who right. works on an assembly right. line because they're we're, they do dances. Right, <laughs> like, we're so proud, and why are we proud? Because we create this version of God that's so cuddly that that you know God understands me. God, look, God might call you to this, but He calls me to this. No, eh, no, He calls us all to the same thing, and that is righteousness before Him, surrender to Him, and for us to constantly be like, God, search me, make me better. So that's what, um, in the book I'm reading, Mama Bear Apologetics, they talk about, she talks about how self-help is the easy way out because it's, it's easy to go ahead and say, oh, here's what I need to fix and I can fix it myself. It's hard to lay down your life and to follow God's will. Like, it's not easy to be a Christian. It honestly, it ends up bringing more hardships on you. Um, but it's easy to think that you have all answers within yourself and all you got to do is like work out and you know whatever find answer within well, really it just comes down to willpower when when we're talking about humans and humans being the standard for the best version of us it's it's willpower it's like oh i know i should do this so i just need to do it it's kind of like somebody who is decently fit walking up to somebody who is extremely overweight has massive joint pain has has diabetes is is in a terrible spot just inflammation through the roof you know past trauma all these different things and saying like just go to the gym lazy whatever you know wait a second dude you you don't understand the multifactorial issues behind this person not going to the gym yeah like it's not the same for you as it is for me and then there's the people on instagram just work out the way i work out and eat the way i eat and you look like me Uh, wrong like that's not 
that's not well it it just it's all surface it's all surface it minimizes what sin actually is yeah it doesn't call you to repent it just says oh you just have like a little bad habit or a defect that you can work on and it's it's surface that's why that's why even these people who are walking around and and doing all these things are still missing something they're still that's why our culture is so like we are in the most you do you love your live your truth me 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 movement right now and we are like the most angry the most Mm -hmm. divided the most unhealthy the most anxious depressed it yeah something's not working and and yet and yet that's still what's being pushed as truth is follow your truth follow your heart right god says our heart is deceitful (laughs) yeah yeah and and so so self-awareness right um self-awareness i why did i read this i want to make sure i got the right notes i think it was the arbinger institute the arbinger institute i read a blog and it was interesting just just talking about how humility and self-awareness go together so humility is radical self-awareness and self-awareness is about submitting our character to the one who made us it's like like super super powerful because we're constantly the reason people don't want to be self-aware in front of like the reason people don't want to add god to personal growth because they love their sin well (laughs) because we love our sin but also because we're proud Mm-hmm. We're like, wait, 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 wait. I want to do what I want to do. And I want to be in control of me. And I want to be the God of my life. And there's no middle ground. It's either you're the God of your life or God's the God of your life. Mm-hmm. There's not like, hey, Lord, we'll share this you have cheek here. and I'll have cheek. No, yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. So self-awareness is complete submission of our character to the one who made us. Amen. Well, and that's why she says in the book that self, that's basically what she says too. She's like, self-awareness is the easy way out also because it allows you to have your own throne. Like it allows you to be in control and have your own throne and you can choose what to be humble about and not. And who doesn't like a little pat on the back? It's like, look what I did. Mm. Look how good I am. It's true. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so true. We're always, I mean, he, you see it, obviously, politically, we're in the most narcissistic culture we've ever seen with all, like, affirm me in what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, you you change absolute truth for my truth. Like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, Change whoa. the whole everything right. for how I right. feel. It's, it's created a bunch of people who think that they are God. And, and again, perverting what is made for good and what mm-hmm. is fine. Like, God doesn't call us to just sit back and do our bad habits and just pray them away and no. do nothing about it. You know what I mean? So he does call us to a, a probably a sense of, working on ourselves, but but it's it's sanctifying work Mm -hmm. it's it's not work apart from the holy spirit and it's humbling Mm -hmm. work all of this is doing is taking that and and making it complete self-worship yeah yeah very true so in and of itself self-awareness is not bad right it is a good thing it is good to know where i am at and where i need to go it is good to know my weaknesses but who has to show me those weaknesses exactly god has to show me those weaknesses i have to constantly pray. god examine me Shush, he's saying amen examine me probe my thoughts test me know my concerns see if there's any idolatrous ways in me lead me in your truth the truth right? the truth the truth your truth the truth lead me 
and show me like, hey, I'm living for eternity. These these are the things that ultimately matter. Um, and if I am, like, here's the thing, and I'll be vulnerable here. So I think what's difficult about being a Christian, walking with God, and like, continually like in His Word and trying to like trying to do what He wants you to do with your life is sometimes you get in a place of man. The habitual sin right now is like really not there. You know, I'm not, I'm not struggling with these things that I knew was were so wrong. Right um, now, you forget that when you're blowing up at your kids or or you're parenting from a seated position because you're feeling lazy or or you're not doing things you need to do. Those are also sins, and, th- and those are things I'm not going to find myself. So I have to, in the morning, God, search my heart, show me truth, show me my sin because right now I'm proud. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't feel this massive. Like I'm not. I'm not doing those those fundamental sins. Right. Wait, like Lane talked about. Yeah. One of the pastors at church this last weekend did a whole whole illustration with Oreos. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Showing how we rate different sins. Like we rate murder a lot worse than we rate like gossip or mm-hmm. something. And at the end of the day, yeah, we're not murdering anybody and we're not doing all these bad things that we say are the bad sins. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're not careful, that fault that can get you into a little bit of self-righteousness and again, just self, self-worship, self Yes, And on the illustration, so basically what he did was he, he, he had this, um, he had this little cardboard thing made and he was like, okay, how many, how many Oreos is, is this sin, you know, murder. Oh, it's six Oreos. It'll fill it'll fill the whole thing, right? And he's showing it to us in a horizontal fashion so we can see them each stacked on each other. Mm-hmm. And he's okay, how many sin how many Oreos is going five miles over the speed limit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll say one, you know. Which no no one, no one even wanted to put one on there. <laughs> you, you can always it's go It's not a moral issue. You can always go seven to nine. Nine you're fine, ten you're there mine. You go, right? <laughs> <laughs> seven to nine, I've learned. Um, but anyway, so he has all these different varying sins and all these Oreos we see stacked, you know, six, four, two, one, and so on. Like but a then, graph. But then he's it. like, here's how God sees it. And he flips it over and just shows the top Oreo. So God just sees it as sin, sin period, sin. point blank. That's it. Like this is, like, what is sin? Let's let's get to the root. Sin is when we miss the mark of what God has for us, period. Point, that, that's it. Like It is sin for us to miss the mark of what God has for us. So... Anyway, the whole point is, you know, I'm trying to be self-aware, like, okay, cool. Like, I know I can't toy with a, a, uh, an, I know that I can't toy with an impure uh, thought life. I can't toy with, uh, you know, like provocative material, right? Because that turns into pornography, straight up pornography, pornography addiction and things like that. I know that, right? But what I can't find myself and what God has to show me through me saying, Lord, help me to be more self-aware and examine me is all the other things. Like, oh, hey, man, you're being selfish. Hey, you're blowing up at your kids. You're, you're, you're not handling them with grace. You're not spending enough time with them. You're being too legalistic over this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Like Those are things God will show me, and I can't find myself. That's good. But it takes being humble, and I would say that's a hard thing for a lot of people this day and age. You know, it's interesting. Just I, I got stuck on the whole your truth, my truth, the truth type of stuff. Yeah. And it's so interesting because obviously there's some fundamental things that Christians believe. 
should believe. Bible believing Christians have some closed handed issues that we should believe. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of debates out there. And I just think I, I feel like you can just see the blinders on humans right now because of the arguments of my truth is this and my truth is this, but like the truth is constantly changing for them. Mm. It's just based on, you know, how they feel that day or the whims of what culture says. And so, you know, people get mad at Christians, but it's just like my standard of truth is not in myself. So I feel like you should like, it's not changing. You know what I mean? It's not changing. So if you're, if you're trying to compare the two, it's, what, which, which would you prefer? You know mm. what I mean? That's why we can say stay somewhat sane and strong right now mm. because it's I'm not relying on myself and how I feel today. Some days I don't feel like doing certain things, but, but that doesn't change who God is and what truth is. And I don't know. It just popped in my head because I get so right. frustrated with the back and forth. And you're like, yeah, but your truth is changing constantly. All the time. Yeah. Constantly. Based on based on based on pride. And, based on pride, based on how you feel, based on what yeah. you some people some people truly, I believe, are just going along with things to get along. You know what I mean? Sure. A lot of Christians, but non Christians too, like they don't really know what they believe or they don't really feel like that's their truth. It's just cool right now. And it's accepted. And who doesn't want to be accepted? Mm-hmm. But I don't need I'm a, I'm you know, I'll preach you over here. <laughs> I don't need y'all's acceptance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what does uh, KB say that line? He's like, my wife happy, Jesus love me. I don't need nothing. What does he say in that line? I, I don't know. Oh, KB is a Christian rapper. My wife happy, Jesus love me, and that's all that matters. Nothing else to conform to or something like yeah. that. I'm like, yes. Yeah. No, it's you're true. absolutely you're absolutely right. Truth is, truth in culture is going to continue to shift. But like you said, there's one truth one standard by how we live and again the reason people don't submit to that truth is because there's a lot of conviction behind Mm -hmm. that truth oh oh i can't just live for myself oh i have to i have to actually like be bold and i have to tell other people about you and Mm -hmm. i have to be bold as a christian there has to be evidence that i'm a christian you know I i think one of the super convicting things that Sometimes you hear at church is like, would you be guilty? Would you be convicted of being a Christian if, if you know, people at work and basically said, hey, let's get rid of all the Christians. Would would you be one of the people that got, they got rid of? Right. Like, would they would there be enough evidence for that? And some people are like, well, you know, I'll just kind of. I try to be a good person. Yeah, I'll just kind of go along. Like you said, go along to get along, all, all that stuff. And not to say that we should be like massively aggressive. It should be the only thing we are talking about and having conversations about at work. And like, there are things to do. There are, there are, there. There's data to enter and phone calls to make. And you can't necessarily go that direction because then you become no earthly good, right? But you got to be ready to stand up for your faith. Um, I think, like me and John, have really dove into apologetics uh, the past probably two years, really, and most of our time has gone to apologetics. And the reason my time has gone to apologetics is because I know that we live in a culture where our kids are going to question, wait a second, like, who is this God? I just want my sin. I want to do what I want, and I got to be equipped with those answers. Mm-hmm. When my kid comes to me and says, I don't think I believe in God anymore, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yes, you do believe in God. Right. Because we, no. And be like, okay, 
What's the next best explanation? Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the next best explanation? This, this whole episode could take a whole other direction in that case. I know. But it's true. And that's why I'm reading, this, that's why I picked up this book, Mama Bear Apologetics, because I, you know, I am homeschooling. And mm-hmm. so... I'm with the kids more than anything and I'm trying like I want to impart all of this wisdom that I've learned over the years. I want to impart all the Bible knowledge I have. I want to impart all the life lessons I've gone through so they don't have to suffer through things Mm and, and learn the hard way. But I understand that they're going to go through same things and I want them to question. I want them to have questions because that shows, especially Lindley, she's such a, we can tell she's such a little critical thinker already, but I want them to ask questions and I need to be prepared with those answers yes. because guess what? They already know some more about the Bible right now than I did at 20. For sure. Um, so I, they already have their little brains churning and, and there's a lot of things in the Bible that are hard to understand that we're not meant to understand fully, I think, but I want to be able to give them an answer that satisfies before the world tries to give them something more, you know, the forbidden fruit. Right. I want them to know, eh, that looks good, but I know that this is the truth and here's why, you know? Oh man. Yeah. You're so, you're so right. We, I think it's important for people listening who aren't believers to realize how we raise our kids. For instance, yesterday, our oldest had a very selfish moment and I was speaking to her and I was just like, Lola, what the heck? That was super selfish. Why would you do that? Here, I'm giving this book to your sister. So she melts down and freaks out and is losing her mind. I'm so mad. I don't, I don't want sisters. And you know, she wants to say all these hateful so things dramatic. and stuff. So Lindley walks upstairs with the book and Lola's sitting there like bawling her eyes out. And I just said, you have two choices. Choice number one, is you can go upstairs and be super hateful, tell her you don't want to play with her, you wish she you wish you wish you didn't have sisters, uh, she's so rude, she's this, that, and the other, right? Or you can handle it with grace, even though you don't want to. You can go upstairs and you can love her, and you can ask her for forgiveness for the selfish decision that you made. And she's like, I don't, I don't like those choices. I, like, I know you don't. Uh, but guess what? Like you, you've you been telling us lately, like you want to follow Jesus and you and you want to accept Jesus, which she hasn't done yet officially. But I was like, that's the Christian's journey. Like if we just do what we feel is right, when, when we feel good, we'll fall we, short we all will, the we time. We will be disasters. And I was like, so I'm not forcing you to go upstairs and love your sister and put on a facade. I'm just telling you, like you have a choice. Between and right and wrong. She's like, but I don't want to. I said, oh, great. Then before you go upstairs, stop, take a breath, and be like, God, I don't want to love my sister right now. I don't want to be good. God knows. He's, he knows our thoughts. So let's just lay it out there. God, I don't, I don't want to follow you. Like, but I, I know I should, and help me, help me to want to want to follow mm-hmm. you. Help me to want to do the right thing. Help me to love this person even when I don't want to. Help me to pray for this person even when I don't want to. Help me to be self-aware to know my issues, and then you give me give me strength to do the right thing. I, That's the yeah. Christian's journey. I'll say I pray that prayer all the time. There's so many times that maybe a sermon or a podcast or something will get at my heart, and I'll feel a conviction of something I'm not doing that I don't want to be doing, and I have to I have to lay my pride down and just be like, Ugh. and you just tell God, just be honest with me. I don't want to. Can you help me to want to? Right. Because I don't want to. Right. All the time. 
I don't want to be nice to this person. I don't want to, you know, delete my my post or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to go apologize to Chris for being snappy with them, you know? Mm-hmm. We always feel entitled to mm-hmm. our feelings, but um yeah. That's not what we're called to. And it doesn't work out for you. It doesn't. So you want to tell them she did the right thing? She did, man. I was so so proud of her. She we had a conversation and you know what I discovered from Look, I wanted to yell at Lola yesterday. She was screaming in my face because she was crying. She was upset. I was like, don't scream. Don't be disrespectful. Well, we're coming off 4th of July weekend, by the way, and our kids are a disaster. Eating crap and all that. Sleep. And I wanted to scream at her. And I was like, guess what, Lola? I wanted to just scream at you, yell at you, and just say, go upstairs, you selfish brat. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. But I was like, God, help me do the right thing here. I'm sitting here talking to you. And you know what I discovered? I discovered she had a need that needed to be fulfilled, right? Which is important and I figured out like she, there's a little bit of jealousy between her and her sister and there were some things where me and Jonna were missing the mark and not encouraging her enough and being and being um, you know just like get, giving her enough tension because she's older and we just kind of push her off and stuff I was like I'm sorry I'm like you're right we need to do better and she felt so much better she went upstairs asked her sister for forgiveness turns out her super sweet sister is like you know what Let's share the book tonight. I'll read it for a little bit. I'll hand it to you. You hand it to Lena. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are awesome. That doesn't, that happens one in 10 times. (laughs) But when it does happen, you're just like, oh man, that's Proud parent moment there. Lola didn't sit at the stairs and go, self, please do the right thing. Lola reached to a higher power and she said, God, like, I don't want to do this. Right. Right? I don't want to do this. You know? Well, and same, like you said, if you would have, if you would have just done what self felt to do you know a lot of times i feel like yelling at your kid and sending them away just comes from your own parental triggers or your own um pride like oh i'm so disrespected you're yelling at me right now i'm gonna yell louder because i'm bigger and i'm meaner and i'm i'm the boss so go to your room and leave me alone basically um which is hard not to do sometimes in those moments and it's i think a lot of ways that we've been taught but if you would not have if you would have just relied on yourself in that moment, you would have missed the fact that our kid needed something from us that she wouldn't have been able to tell you otherwise. Yeah. And that's hard. And that takes us being humble and it takes us having to go to God and be like, wow, like I didn't realize that I wasn't doing like I, we knew that there was a need not being met based on her behavior, but our lives are so busy and fast moving that, those little sit down talk moments don't happen far nearly enough. And, you know, but now, now what do we do? We can't fix that on our own. No, we can't fix that by just willing ourselves manifesting a being amazing parents. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We can't just get this vision board and make it and it be us smiling with our kids or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, let's get practical. Practically speaking. No, it's not like, uh, I'm going to pray these sins away with no action. Right. But uh, you better believe, and you test this theory all you want. You're like, God, I've been doing this on my own, but like, God cares about the specifics of our prayers. He cares. If you're like, Lord, I don't know how to be more patient with my kid. I don't know how to be less angry. I don't know. I don't know how to do this, that, and the other. Like, God will show us. He will give us ways. Things will pop into your life that are amazing and Books so helpful. and people. Tools, and people, yeah. everything, you know? And it's it's incredible how many things we've we've been able to just be like, Lord, I don't know, 
but you got to make a way. I have no clue how I'm going to do this, but I, I, I don't want to do the right thing. Help me to do the right thing. Put the right things in my path. All of those things, right? And I'll follow. I'll walk. I'll do it. But you got to give me the next steps. So that goes back to pillar number one, surrendering. Just saying I'm surrendering my parenting. I'm yeah, surrendering my kids, everything. my will, everything. Because I think sometimes that's, you know, before I really understood what it meant hearing somebody say, oh, I surrender to Jesus. Surrender what? I know I don't fully, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's ways that we surrender to Jesus. We're like, here is my parenting relationship. Help me because I'm mm-hmm. definitely not equipped to do this on my own, no matter how fit I am, no matter how much I fill up my cup, no matter, you know, if I'm not filling my cup with the right things, which is your word and prayer and all these things that help me with mm-hmm. your provision for my parenting, then I fall short every time. And I still fall short. Yeah. I still fall short. Imagine if the husband who's like, man, my wife repulses me. Her behavior repulses me. She's, she's like so anxious all the time. And so angry and, and yeah, she nags me and she's short with me and all, all these things. Right. And the same thing, the wife's like, my husband's lazy. He's not doing anything. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you really think you're going to will yourself to fix that? Right. Just uh, search within. As opposed to like, God, <laughs> I don't know what to do, but I know you call me to love my wife. I know you call me to, to honor her and to take care of her and love her like you love the church. Like, I know you call me to that stuff, but I can't do that on my own or help me to want to help me to want to help me to want to want to mm-hmm. uh, or Lord, my, my body is in shambles right now. Imagine if people took, their physical fitness and their self-awareness came from a place of like, God, show me why I am where I'm at, right? Is it the trauma? Am I, am I replacing, am I replacing, you know, something with food? Like what need am I trying to meet? Is it becoming food? Is it becoming alcohol? Is it becoming, you know, like just late night entertainment that's jacking my sleep up, stressing me out? Like, am I, am I like, why am I, why am I smoking? Why am I doing this? Why am I like, he will show us. Yeah. That's good. Self-awareness, That's man. That's good. And that goes to, I know we talked about the why behind why you want to grow. Dude. So she has to situate the baby. Moving on. The why behind why you want to grow. And that's good, too. You know, it's good to mm-hmm. be like, I want to be fit so I look good for my husband. It's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It's a great right? thing. But is that one why really going to re- propel me to to say no to temptations and to set my alarm early every morning. No, that's not mm-hmm. enough. I had to change my why to I want to be a good steward mm-hmm. of the gift of this one body that God has given me. Mm-hmm. And that is far more motivating to me than just being pretty, you know, just like mm-hmm. looking good. So same thing with anything else. The why cannot be some surface level can be taken away from us mm-hmm. reason or else it's yeah, never going to be enough. Based on our emotions. Right? Yeah. And so for me, I used to go to the gym because I was like, oh, man, I want the striations in my muscle and the and the vascularity in, in you my – You saw these big My veins, words. like all that stuff. I want to look fit, right? I want to look the part of a trainer, blah, 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 blah. And now I'm like – it's totally shifted. I'm like, God – I don't know what you have for us in terms of ministry or future in whatever, but I know you want me to be healthy and active yeah. and available. I want to feel like, good and be healthy. What do you want me to do? Like, yeah. I, 
I know you want me to be athletic and fit and mobile and able, right? Yeah. I know you don't want me to just sit here and like work all day and in a seated position and like, oh, I feel so sore and blah, 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 blah. Like I, that's what's motivating me right now. I, like, it's great that you compliment me and stuff. Oh, great. Hey, baby, you're looking better. It's awesome. That That's amazing. But I promise you, like, none of me is like, oh, I just want to look sexy for everybody. None of me. Yeah, you better not. I'm just, I'm just, wow, this is what's motivating me right now. I have to be able-bodied. Well, let's also be real. In about 10 years, Lola's going to be trying to date somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm you a, need your muscles I'm to be big enough. I have to be. <laughs> that's the other thing. Let's be real. That's your real why look. When on. my kids bring home some 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 young punk who is a <laughs> decently fit athlete, they're gonna be like, not that impressed because da- daddy's already pretty fit. <laughs> Daddy, daddy's fit. If a seventeen year old comes and I can out sprint him down the street in a in a hundred meter dash. We're good. You're like, most, most <laughs> dads good. shine their guns. You're going to want to have an arm wrestling competition before no, you take a little on a date. I'm, I'm terrible at arm wrestling. Oh, yeah. You I are. Am, I saw you losing it. I was so I disappointed. I am horrible arm Ferals wrestling. Ferals don't lose. Yeah, there's just something about arm wrestling with me. But like sprinting and crap like that, dude, I'll, I'll freaking smoke a high schooler even now at 32. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like that that will keep me going. But but that's not your why. That is not my why. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh Resource Academy of Christian Leadership.org. I, I was reading a, a blog in preparation for this episode, and they're talking about a journey of self awareness, right? So it's two directions. So, self awareness for a Christian is a journey where one, it helps in our relationship with God, it challenges us to examine why we think and, the, and react the way we do, right? But Number two, it opens up the possibility of cooperating with the Holy Spirit as he renews our minds so that we might not conform to the world, Romans 12, 2, right? So so we're testing, um, we are asking God, like, God, test and approve what I'm doing, right? Not, not just an affirmation of what I'm doing, but show me, right? Show me your good and perfect will for my life. Um, and help me to compare it with the model of not me, not the best version of someone else that I see, but the model of Jesus. Like The Christian's journey is, hey, I'm on this earth, and I'm going to be earthly good, and I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to have integrity, and I'm going to accomplish things, and all the that's great. But at the end of the day, my model is to be more like Jesus, to to have the integrity, character qualities, all of the things that Jesus had, like the perfect sinless son of God that lived on the earth, died for our sins. Like that's where I'm at. And it's, look, teach me how to continue to be a born again believer and walk like Jesus. Amen. That's the standard. That's the standard. And we will always fall short this side of heaven. But that doesn't mean we just throw up our hands and give in to our sins and live like the world. The whole process of this life here on earth is to be sanctified and to follow and live more like Jesus. One more thing. You know, oh, we were fifty nine. Oh, okay, 30. fine. It was Thanks be exactly so much for listening to the grace. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I was just gonna say, you know, so many people are like, "Well, I am a pretty good person. Like, I, I am a good person. I try my best, right? I try my best every day to be a good person and do all the right things." Um, and I started. I heard this pastor. I want to say, I'm trying to think of who it was. A pastor was like, "Yeah," or maybe it was Frank Turk. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're a good person. Okay. Imagine you had a screen on your forehead that you could not turn off and it showed your thoughts all oh, day. Gosh. Would people still think you're a good person? Right. And it's like, ooh, yeah. See, like, oh, yeah. no one is good. No, not one. Do you know how many times a day I have to ask, because this is what you should do as a Christian. If you're not a Christian, you're probably like, what? Um, even times a day I have to ask the Lord to renew my thoughts, to capture my thoughts, because... Yeah, you're a jerk. I'm, <laughs> I'm, an, I, I'm a jerk. Let's take a poll. Let's take a poll. Let's take a poll. Chris or Jonna, who is the jerk? I would just say you've rubbed off on me over the years. Buddy. I know. You're way more blunt and all the things. And I constantly have to ask God to tone me down a notch because Mm -hmm. I do believe I have a righteous anger about certain things going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. But I have to constantly be reminded the people are not who I'm fighting against. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to, you know, take the redding out of me a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyways, that's all. I was just going to say, it's so quick Mm -hmm. for somebody to be like, well, I am good and I am trying to be good. What's the standard of good, right? Exactly. We we always go another level deeper. What's the standard of good? Well, the standard of good is God's law for us, right? It's it's our creator. It's not, (laughs) it's not the current governmental laws or this, that, and the other, like, what people don't realize is the governmental laws that are usually the illegal things, the things that put us in jail, those are those are also sins. Yes. <laughs> right? And God created government. Yeah. Th- those are also sins, right? right? God didn't create government to own us and no. to put rules and, and restrictions in the way that are not sins. Right. We don't have to follow those things. Anything against the Bible, we don't follow. Amen. But the rules, the things that put us in jail— the things that we have no control over us now because the government is taking us is those are sins. Those man. are sins. Yeah. Those are sins. So, so the standard of truth and where those rules and laws came from and all those things Got was it. how this country was created, right? Off of Judeo Christian principles. And the reality is the standard of good you probably don't want to you probably don't want to look at because we're all we're all fallen, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, you look at the law, the Ten Commandments, and things like that. There. Are, there are things you can look at. Okay, what is the standard of good? Not just what this person thinks. Yeah. How do we know that thinks. murder is bad? If there's right. no God, if there's right. no, you know, why? Then why? Why couldn't we just challenge that and be like, yeah, but I, I, identify as a murderer. I, I felt like it. I feel, I feel like being. Well, it's wrong because my parents told me it was wrong. Oh, well, who told them? But it who? Was wrong? Where does the standard? Right? Yeah, yeah, like it just keeps going back, and back, and back until someone says the standard for the way I live is not of myself it's not of the people i look up to it's not of life experience or human philosophy it is of my creator that's where it comes from so i always put it this way too if an alien came from another planet like literally and sat between a non-believer and a believer and had a conversation okay well how should i live right oh my goodness the inconsistency in a non-believer and that, well, it's it's life experience and it's how you feel and it's being accepted and it's this. That, whoa! I promise you, the alien follows Jesus. I promise. You. Yeah, I mean that goes back to I what I was saying you. earlier. There's so much flips, flip flopping, and ups and downs. I don't want to live like that. No, I don't. That's way more. That's way more anxiety ridden to never know from day to day which is accepted. What what thing is accepted to say or do or be? Yes. You know, they want always want to talk about progress. It's like I'm reading. Anything I read, but you know, you read Romans, it sounds exactly like what's happening today. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, 
He's, this baby he's done. is done. He's cutting out. All right. So we started the episode with him. We end the episode with him. If you stuck along with us, seriously, thank you. I know it's chaos. We're trying very hard here. Oh, wait, wait. You're hooked in. Don't walk away. There you go. <laughs> she almost walked away with her headphones on with the baby and pulled the cords out. All right. So this is it, guys. We are signing off for this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Please do text us if you, uh, you know, want to expand on this conversation. 513, oh shoot, what's the number, John? 420 660. 620. 620. 513 620 4333. Is that right? I don't know. Oh gosh, I think that's it. Someone's gonna, wrong number. All right, I don't remember the number. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes if we have time. Take care.